Hey there, Patty Dominguez here, and this episode of Positioning to Profit is featuring Dr. Christine Kasmar. Thank you so much for being here, first and foremost. I appreciate you. And I've already gotten some really great feedback on the show, so I'm super excited with this new format, as mentioned. And if you don't know what that new format is, definitely check out episode 31, where I talk about my pivot and what's happening. And then moving forward in this episode, we're featuring today's guest, which, as mentioned, Dr. Christine Kasmar, a phenomenal woman. And I love uh, just her chutzpah and always willing to put herself out there unabashedly, unapologetically who she is, which I absolutely admire. So in my mind, she is a great representation of what it means to be a category of one. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And here we go. Hey there, I'm Patty Dominguez. You're about to discover what it means to position your brand and your business to stand out. This show explores the stories of small business owners just like you who are bringing their message out to the world and impacting their tribe. So if you want to take your business to a category of one status, then hang with me because this podcast shares everything you need to know about how to be more prolific with your brand so that you can have more profits. I'm so excited to have you on the Positioning to Profit podcast. And I was thinking to myself, self, who would I have on my show that I'd want to have to be that guest number one of this new format that I have? And I know you and I have such a great rapport. Everybody, please meet Dr. Christine Kazmar, known all over the world as the (laughs) Digestion Doc. Hey, everybody. Nice to uh, be talking to you. And, uh, they save the best for first then, because if I'm number one, that's not the best for last. So they save the best for first. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I want to it's have- an honor, a, Patty. It's an honor. I just want you to know. Well, thank you so much. And I thought immediately, I mean, we have to talk because you're such a perfect example of somebody that started out in one discipline that you can totally say you're a generalist, right? You're a chiropractor, but you. I want to explore the concept of how you took this idea of, "Mm, I need to do position. I like, I need to position myself. I need to pivot. I need Mm -hmm. to create my own category class, if you will, and just kind of where you were. So tell the folks, tell my peeps about your business. Well, Patty Dominguez, my business started out as a doctor of chiropractic and that's my first love. But what happened was I heard, kept hearing about this guy, this Dr. Loomis guy. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, how can people keep talking about him? He's also a chiropractor, but he focuses, focuses on enzyme nutrition. Long story longer, I decided I need to go to this, this man's seminars. So I sat down and the moment he started speaking, I'm like, dang, I resonate with all of this. And it made sense mm-hmm. to me because when I was in chiropractic school, although I was in the best shape of my life at that time, I was bent over my table in class with cramps from my gut after having salad. So I'm like, what the F is going on here? Went to uh, one of my, one of my instructors was also a natural hygienist as well as a chiropractor. And I water only fasted and I water only fasted for eight days in the mid nineties before it was super cool. Like it is now. And I was, I was impressed. I was, I was enthralled. I was like, what in the world? And so I put that in the back of my mind and Later on down the line, as a chiropractor, I realized, you know what? I'm not able to get these people that are having Crohn's and constipation and all these things that kept coming in constipation. I'm not helping them enough with what I'm doing with chiropractic alone. So that's when I reached back and I'm like, remember when you did the water only fasting and all that good stuff? 
hence, this is kind of where I pivoted and, and changed my positioning because there are not a lot of doctors focusing on that specifically as, as, as far as helping people with Crohn's and colitis in a natural aspect. You know, everybody thinks to go to the medical doctor when you have something like that. And I'm not saying not to go, but let's face it, that's, that's really just treating a symptom, not solving the problem or seeking the solution. So then did you go through, I mean, after having your personal experience and really finding, wow, this is something that nobody is talking about. I think the bigger question is, did you go through any hurdles or obstacles and say, well, I'm going to pivot my career. I'm going to go from generalist to specialist. Was there talk about kind of that success gap, if you will, because mm-hmm. there is that time, that period of time where you're developing those new skills, you're deep diving more into creating your own format, your own methods, if you will. And like, what was that? Did you feel those challenges and obstacles in terms of the imposter syndrome potentially? You know, it's a a funny thing that you're saying there because there was a specific thing that happens that forced me to like go for it quicker. And what happened was I got really disorganized in my personal life and to renew my license, I completely forgot. (laughs) I like it, the license renewal form fell behind this area of my kitchen literally completely forgot about it because it's something that you do every two years. It's not like you do it every year. It's no big deal. You just fill out the form, write a check, you're good, right? Well, I didn't realize that I forgot until I forgot. (laughs) And uh, so what happened was all the insurance money that I would be making from chiropractic was on hold. So I had to go through the whole process of getting my license up to snuff, which took about three months, if I'm not mistaken. So I had to go figure out a way, since I'm not getting insurance checks, what do I do? Well, guess what? You just learn this digestive stuff time to really put the full throttle on that. And I really believe, Patty, that if I weren't, if my back weren't up against the wall, I know I would have gotten into the digestive space, but I wouldn't have done it as strongly as uh, feverishly to get out of the mess I put myself in. But that was good because it, it, it just, it made it all click, you know, and it was meant to be really. So I think a lot of people with whatever their professions are, they know that they've got the goods, but they're procrastinating about something. They're holding back about something. And, you know, when we talk about positioning, you have to go for it. You know, you have to go for it. You have to, you have to be focused. You can't be scattered and all over the place. And I just happen to pick a couple of things about digestion, which is also important with positioning, right? Like I'm not doing all things. I'm not advertising for everything. I decided to focus on Crohn's and colitis and constipation, like bowel movement oriented things, because that's what I saw in my practice that more people were coming in with. So that's where I kind of hug my hat because freedom is really important to me. And we talked about this before and and these are the patients that were the most scared to leave their home. They were afraid they're going to have bowel movement accidents and stuff like that. So I wanted to help those people not feel so sad and to encourage them and help them out. That's, that's so perfect. And the self-awareness that you had in that moment and then to find the opportunity and just kind of summarizing for people listening, like really the difference is, is that you took action on this idea and didn't wait for it to be perfect. Right. Uh, actually, one of the conversations I was on a call with um with with my mentor is a group coaching call and he was talking about he's like okay what's the difference between you know multiple seven figure earners you know people that just really really build businesses that are so impressive and just are in that in that fractional percent of success and the people that are, are just making six figures maybe multiple six figures and they're getting ahead like what's the difference So people were going in the thread and they're talking about like, oh, their mindset and like they have systems, they have people. And then he's like, no, it's the action. It's like, they don't wait for everything to be really perfect. And one of uh, the quotes that he says is that, and this is 
arguably something that most people would not agree with, but he's like, the thing is that 70% has to be okay. When you recognize that that thing that you're putting out there, 70% is fine, 100% is failure. And it's like, okay, well, what's the difference between being really careful and dotting your I's and crossing your T's? And so you have to assess what that means. But the fact of the matter is, is the action that is going to really carve, it's going to kind of set the trail. And from there, things unfold, which I'm assuming is what happened to you, right? Just new opportunities started to unfold. Yeah. And I think really too, when you take, when you say action for me, I I interpret that to be, I communicated. (laughs) So I studied my rear end off. I learned everything inside out about what I was going to be speaking about in in my, my field and how I was going to relay that message and educate patients that were watching me for the first time. Cause I was doing videos back in 2007 with Vidler. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I've been, I've been all about the educational process, but I wasn't talking specifically about the things I do now, of course, because that was a while ago. But if if you can't communicate what it is you do, and if you don't own what it is you do, if you if you think somebody else could do it better, you need to like you need to change that because I, I pride myself on knowing inside and out my my skill set of what I'm talking about with digestion in a way where I don't feel like there's any competition. Like I own it inside and out. And yes, I had to get to that point quicker because of what I mentioned before with the, the whole lapse in my license thing. Like I, I had to act quickly. I had to take those actions. I had to like communicate more effectively. Otherwise, I was not going to have a house. I was not going to have a car. I was not going to have all these things. Granted, it never even got that scary, thankfully, because I was a good communicator and I knew my stuff. I just knew my shit. So I think that that's just something I wanted to stress that people don't communicate effectively. <laughs> and I think that people who do are easily able to excel in business. It's just, it's an underrated quality communication in my view anyway. So I think that goes to one of the pillars that I talk about in prolific positioning where it refers to brand dominance. Mm. And brand dominance is capturing that mind share in your mm. prospect's head. So that when they think about, I got constipation or Crohn's or, or, or colitis, who do I go to? I'm going to go to, the, to, to you, right? To Christine Kazmar. I'm going to go to the digestion doc. And I know that when we started kind of working together um, a couple, a few years back or whatever, something happened where you were doing videos. I mean, you've been doing videos forever and you were just, I don't know, the conversation happened. I'm like, yeah, man, you're known all over the world. Like people from Saudi Arabia, right? right? You have that as clients. And I know that was for that one moment, one of the sticking points, like, should I say, I'm like, yeah, man, you're known all over the world. And now it's like, we have jokes about, and again, going to the whole brand dominance, and even though it's a joke, it's really not because you really believe it, is this whole concept of I'm the best in the world at. So you're like, I'm the Chuck Norris of digestion, you know? I'm Michael Phelps of digestion. Yeah. And, and, and you say it and we laugh, but you're like, no, 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 but I'm serious, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. it has to start from the inside. And I know that one of the other things that is so important is that prolific persona that I talk mm. about, you know, that we've talked about is really embodying that person. Did, did you migrate to that level or did you just out of the gate own it? Or I guess, what was that point where you're like, you know what, I'm going to freaking, you know, just plant that I'm gonna seed. Crush and this. I'm going to crush this. <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I think I've always been a confident person for the most part. I, I kind of grew into that more so. I mean, I, I grew up in some poverty situations for sure where, uh, you know, 
the way that somebody's lawn was manicured or whatever I thought was a, a representation of their wealth, like weird things like that, which I realize are silly now. But I guess the thing that really kicked it into gear for me was, do you want me to bring up my phone jack guy story, Patty? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's always relevant. <laughs> so this, this was like the, the really big moment for me was I was undercharging. Like I think people that are in the service business, we, we tend to have like empathetic hearts and we, we want to help people like, we want to give it away way too much, which is, which is not congruence. You know, you, you should be expected a, a, an exchange for the service that you're providing somebody else. So long story short, I was charging $97 for the testing that I charged $3,000 for present day, but I was charging $97 for it. And I had to get a phone line upgrade in my office. So phone jack guy comes waltzing in in 32 minutes or so. He gives me an invoice for $535. And I remember looking at that invoice thinking, this son of a bitch is charging me $535 for uh, like total tops, half hour work. He didn't even have to climb up on a pole, I don't think. I mean, there's no danger. He just had to touch the box and do whatever. Granted, that's worth it, right? And I'm charging $97 for the results of helping people have freedom again. That's not okay. You know, that was completely out of balance in my mind that I'm helping people not have to worry about where the nearest bathroom is at $97 and phone jack guy five, five X more. Like what in the world? So that was a really defining moment for me, as well as there was another moment in practice where I was in a rut and I was kind of this really flat. I was plateaued and my, my fee had been my fee for a while. And it was like, not that it was crickets. I was still making ends meet, but I decided that I needed to increase my fee significantly at the time when it was the slowest. And I'm like, nope, doing it. And believe it or not, the next three to five people, I can't remember the number, but I know it was three for sure. The next three consults all... I closed on, on those three uh, consults and it was so effortless that everything does click. So it's really a matter of, for the persona for me, it's having the confidence, charging what you're worth, studying up like a, like a mofo so that you own your stuff, but also having the, if you want to call it arrogance, because I'm okay with that. I, I consider myself arrogant to some extent, but putting yourself juxtaposed to people who think that they know, but you, but you know that these are dinglings out there that don't know anything. What I'm saying is perfect example. Um, it's really popular right now, the ketogenic diet. So you've got people who are making themselves sick because they are literally eating zero fruit. They're afraid to have fruit because it has carbohydrates. And I'm not opposed to people eating lower fat or lower, I mean, lower carb, but I am opposed to people being in urinary ketosis. My point is this, who are you going to really trust if you're a consumer? Some, some guy who is a quote unquote influencer on Instagram, because I have like a hundred thousand uh, people following them on Instagram, but sees no patience in real life dispensing this kind of advice. Or are you going to trust somebody who is actually not only in practice, seeing people all over the world, testing them, getting criteria and data on what's going on with their gut. Would you rather trust that person? So the point of, to kind of bring this back full circle is when you have that kind of confidence, like no one can compete with that, but yet people are afraid to really stick their heads out and go against something that's so popular. Like Jillian Michaels, for example, she made some public comments about the ketogenic diet and she got vilified all over social media by a lot of the, the press and people like Elle Roker and stuff like that. So it's okay to be polarizing is my point, especially when you know that you know that you know, you know that you're doing something, you're seeing the results that you actually are in practice in my example versus somebody who is just like a talking head because they're popular, you know? Have that confidence to step out and uh, yeah, you're going to get people that are going to hate on you. Bring it. <laughs> Listen, I mean, <laughs> let's just back up. As a chiropractor, there are very few professions that I can think of 
that get hated on more and disrespected more than a doctor of chiropractic. So we're used to it. Go ahead, bring your stupid comments about, oh, you're not real doctors. It's, it's so trite. Yeah. We, we hear it all the time. Right. They don't know what they're saying. You know, you have to forgive people for their ignorance sometimes, I think. But that's where my persona comes from is I know that I bring the goods. I know that I deliver a result from, for the people that pay their money to come see me. I, I appreciate that people make the effort to come here. And uh, so, yeah, that's where my confidence and swagger comes from. If that's a long-winded answer, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's not a long-winded answer because it covers on a couple of key things is when you talk about competitive power. So, so you see like, okay, your direct competitors are maybe other uh, people that are in that digestive space, but your indirect competitors, and again, we always want to go back to positioning with this, is that indirect competitors are those influencers on Instagram that have built a perceived brand and they're, mm. they're an authority figure, but they can't back it up. So I mm. think the, the key thing here is, is that, and I'm just, I'm interpreting what you said is taking that situation and regardless of how many fans or influencer status somebody has, you are not jolted by right. somebody being like a Goliath uh, status person challenging you on something. Like mm-hmm. you're really confident. And I think that just relaying this back for the listener, you got to know your stuff. Like you got to know your shit. You have to be certain about it. You have to have confidence about it. So that these foundational principles that, that Dr. Christine Kasmar built are really the pillars to her success are the pillars in which she stands on to say, I speak from a place of knowing. And that just to kind of wrap up in that, in this particular theme is that's how you build your competitive power, right? Is having the foundation, knowing what you're talking about, having the certainty, tapping into that prolific persona in the meantime, as you're really uh, substantiating what it is that you know. So you've, you know, you've held thousands of patients you know, thousands of people. So you have like thousands of data points. Yeah. So, but in the meantime, like the average person, maybe they're like, well, I'm not there yet. Well, how do I get there? Right. How do I get there? Yeah. I think the, the one final thing to add to that too, is if you don't have a purpose with which to go about all of this, then you're lost. Right. Because at the end of the day, that freedom thing, which I was mentioning, I think I might've mentioned, I'm not sure uh, that that's my number one value is freedom and helping people regain theirs is what, what I'm all about. So I'm, I'm okay to take like the shots and the arrows and the, and the smacks and the negative comments. I mean, people make in front of like my hair, my teeth or whatever. You go ahead, lady that, <laughs> that plays the organ and, and what is that? Indiana, oh, I showed yeah. you that lady's post. Doesn't even know me, but you know, wanted to just attack me for no reason. It's okay because I know that I'm doing the good work. I'm out there helping mm. people to improve their lives, to get more energy, which is going to affect everything. Relationships with their kids or relationships with their uh, elderly parents, whatever it is, that's that's what this is all about. And when you align yourself with that purpose, that persona is just so easy to to, to click in. You have to have that purpose. Oh, yeah. You have to have some mission that's driving you to do what it is you do that that helps you get up in the morning. Otherwise, it's just kind of like you're lost, right? And it's got to be pretty uh, unfruitful and unrewarding, I'd imagine. I love that. That's really good. Okay. So I have another pillar in my prolific positioning. I call it Crave Continuum. And you and I have talked about that. But can I you love that uh, name, Patty? I love that you. name. Crave Say Continuum TM. <laughs> <laughs> Crave Continuum TM. So can you talk about how you build that Crave Continuum with your tribe? Mm-hmm. Well, I I love to communicate back to that. You know, I, I love to be the one out front answering questions. I love to be the one that is putting that 
little smiley face emoji or the heart or thank you or that's me, you know? And, and I'm not saying that everybody should do it my way. I make it harder on myself by doing it this way. In fact, you've even told me that I should outsource some of that. And you're right. But there's just something innately beautiful that when people re- ask me a question in my community, I have a 3,000 plus fa- private Facebook group. I love that the people know, because I make sure that they know that I say this, that they're getting that response that replies from me, not my team, from me. So I think that in, a, in, an, in and of itself engages my community because they know that they're talking to Dr. Christine. Not that I'm some superhero, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not famous, but it is kind of cute that when they get on the phone with me, they're like, oh my God, you sound just like on your podcast. <laughs> you know, it's, just like so, it's so silly. But, but I am a real person. I like, to, I like to think of my Midwest upbringing, like I'm real, I'm genuine. I mean, what you see is what you get. You know, I don't have this, this false sense of like aristocracy about myself. Um, so I think that that's really how you build a tribe is you just tell the truth. You're playful, you're fun, you're serious, you're vulnerable. I think you employ all of those different types of emotions and how can you fail? Yeah, that's so good. And then how, what are the channels that you really, that, that work for you the best? In terms of like social media? Yeah. So I would say my love hate relationship with Facebook, uh, definitely exists in my, my hate relationship with, with them is just because. Okay. We're about halfway through with this episode, but I wanted to make sure that you knew about my new positioning to profit quiz so that you can discover how to use the key pillars of positioning to give yourself the ultimate edge for your business. It's an assessment, personalized plan of action to overcome these roadblocks that are keeping you from even more profit. So head on over to positioningquiz.com. All right, let's continue with the show we probably don't want to get political, but I just don't like how they talk out of both sides of their mouth about freedom of speech. I'll just leave it at that. At any rate, uh, I love Facebook because that's where my avatar lives. Most of my patients are, are women over 55 and that's where they are is all over uh, Facebook. But then right behind that would be my podcast. And uh, that's, that's where I, I interact the most, I think, or I get the most activities from that. But also coming up from behind is a new channel that I'm using called Brighteon, Brighteon, which is kind of like the YouTube for misfits like me where we're not really allowed so much to say the things like we want to say without being, um, what's the word? What is it you call it? I, I'm slipping my mind. Censored. Censored. Yes. Thank you. Censored. Censored. Yeah. So Brighteon's a good platform for me in, in my line of work where, where we're against the broken medical model. Um, but yeah, I would say that my, my Facebook group, my podcast and Brighteon. Brilliant. And so what in your opinion has been critical success factors, just in, if you were to say the top three things that have contributed to why you've been able to grow your brand, your business, your positioning? Hmm. I would say consistency of your messaging, uh, getting out there and sharing that stuff. Maybe you don't want to do it, but guess what? People need to hear it. I mean, you need to value what you're doing in the, in the service that you're providing in the world like that. I mean, if I were a plumber, I would be talking about flanges and like the best dang flusher ever. I don't know what you call that stuff, but I would, I would be all about it. And I would just really love what I'm saying and my consistent message, whatever it is, otherwise I wouldn't do it. So I think consistency of the messaging. Um, I think, like I mentioned earlier, having the purpose, having fun, being attached to your, your service. But here's a big one that's just coming to me now is, is not being afraid to make offers, not being afraid to raise your prices and then mm-hmm. a real big component to this is bundling your services. So mm-hmm. as an example, you know, going back to chiropractic, initially, you know, when I started off, I would have people do one-offs like, oh, they could pay $43 for a visit or whatever. Then 
I'm like, that's so silly. How about I make it a 10 pack or something like that? And it's kind of funny because I remember back when I was starting out, I charged uh, $350 for a 10 pack of adjustments. And I remember when people would write me that check or, or that credit card would go through, I literally thought I was rich. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt like I could live off of that forever. It's so funny how, how we evolve. But it's a worldview, like, right? It's like, yeah. no, just, just like a little segue. Like it's such a money mindset evolution that you are like laughing at it now, you know? That's true. Yeah. So I think that's, that, that was pivotal for me is to raise my prices in those examples I mentioned earlier. And, uh, in, and when you attach your worth to your service and, and, and that dollar amount, it just feels so good. But like, you have to really just look at it. Like, what is it you do? Is it more important than phone jack guy? I bet it is, yeah, right? Yeah. So don't be afraid to raise your service. Don't be afraid to bundle things in so that perceived value is elevated. People like getting bundles of things, you know what I mean? Like that's a really important point, that term perceived value. And so I'm not sure if that's part of your crave continuum or where it is in positioning, but what do you think? Where is that? Uh, absolutely. No, it's just about, build, well, I talk about it in the in the realm of, you know, under brand dominance, how memorable are you, right? Like we've talked about, um, who's it, Jay Bear's talk triggers? That would yes. be under that. It's like, how are you associating these things, these moments, the mindshare building, the memorability, um, like the things that you're known for, whether it's your values or talk triggers, like he talks about, it, it, it falls under that. It's like your brand dominance, you know, when you know, it's kind of like what Jay Abraham talks about preeminence. That's just another way to say, what's your brand dominance? It's really sure, I like that. in that same vein. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that people just make it hard on themselves because if you're not delivering a result that your customer is looking for, then you, you got to correct that ASAP. Because when you do, when you do help people who are coming in from all over the world with Crohn's and you fix them up, do you know what I mean? Like you're, you're delivering the result. If I weren't fixing people up, I wouldn't be this cocky. <laughs> My God, buddy, can I tell you something that really struck, it, it like really hit me. Um, God, what podcast was I listening to? Because I'm such a voracious listener of podcasts. Consumer. Consumer of podcasts. I think it was Joe Polish. He was saying something like, don't be a thought leader, be a results leader. I was Ooh, like, what? I like that's it. Amazing. I love it. You know what I mean? Like that's such a great example. And he's like, because in those results, that's where you gain the confidence. And that's mm. exactly where you're at. Is because of the, the thousands and thousands of hours that you can speak. And then other people may say it as cocky. It's like, no, I'm not cocky. It's because I, the proof is in the pudding type of thing. Right. So yeah, it's such a great place to, to kind of, to be so grounded that you feel very secure in highlighting that level of expertise that you have. So uh, really, really smart. Okay. So what are you excited about this year? Like what are some opportunities that you're evolving into that you want to share of how you're building your brand dominance, your positioning and your crave continuum? Well, I'm glad that you asked that Patty Dominguez. What I would say <laughs> most has me excited is my documentary. I'm kind of storyboarding it, kind of plotting it out, playing a little bit around with some things. And um, I really think that we are in a video era more than ever, of course. That's nothing new that I'm revealing here. But I want to do something a la Netflix. I, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping one day I get on Netflix or something like that. But I want to kind of make like little series of videos. And I want to I want to go all in on them. Like I want to travel around the world and and really highlight the points that I'm making in my videos. And I'm I'm really excited about it. I mean, it's scary because I don't have a team big enough at this point to do that. So it's kind of like all on me, but that's okay. 
but I think delivering that message in a video format, I mean, people are watching YouTube videos more and more and more on 65 inch TVs. So if you're, if you're out there listening, and of course you are, cause like, this is the best podcast in all the land. You need to be making sure that your, your audio quality and your video quality is top notch because think of it, pe- think of it. People are watching that video in their living room, not just on their cell phones anymore. That's people are watching YouTube on big giant screen TVs. So you got to deliver the goods and it's not that hard. Just prep, just plan, just get it done. And so that's, that's my big thing. And then also I'm working on a quiz. Uh, that's going to be one of my big uh, lead magnets to get people into my, into my world. And I'm really excited about what that's going to bring. Yeah. And I think, and I got to acknowledge you because I know that you've had an influence on one of my beloved clients around video. And just when I see the impact of video and the video, the way that it looks, it just elevates the game to a whole new level. It's unbelievable. I mean, I'm literally in awe of how gorgeous these videos are. I can't even handle it. So I know you have a kind of like a side project, a, a, a project of love that you're working on as well. That's rolling out this winter slash spring that's coming out around video because you've put in your time with video. Yeah, absolutely. Should, should I say the name? Yeah, if you want to. Absolutely. Actually, yes, you absolutely <laughs> should because I think it's so exciting. Yeah. Video Rooster is uh, the brainchild and it's, it's coming soon. And basically it's just a combination of all the things that I did to get, to get in front of people, starting with uh, Vidler and then Periscope and then Facebook Lives and just showing people that if I can do it, you can do it. Just sharing my, my process, you know, and, and then the development and the maturation of the sweet videos that I've been rolling out uh, where, you know, using professional, and it's just me, by the way. So if anyone's listening to this thinking, oh, but I don't have a crew, I don't either. <laughs> it, it's just about the preparation of it. And so one little tip I'll just share is get a hardbound book, blank pages. If you want to have the dots, that's your preference, but I don't like those dots. But just get a blank book and make that your content book. I'm holding this up as if you can see, I know you can't, but this is where I'm recording all, I'm going to have one of these for each quarter or each six months, however long it takes for me to fill it up, where I'm just getting my content prepped. This is a la Frank Kern. I got this from him because this is what he does. Whenever he gets a little nugget, he throws it in a hardbound book. And, but I'm doing that specific for content. Then I plan it out. I got it kind of like the, the visual in my head and I go bang out an 11 minute video because for whatever reason, YouTube loves 11 minute videos or longer. Mm. Um, and then off I go. So yeah, it doesn't have to be difficult but you just have to prepare and get a nice camera. I'm just using a Canon M50 or yeah, Canon M50 with a nice art lens by Sigma. And you got to get good lighting and good audio and boom, easy. And so she talks about all this y'all in, uh, in her product called Video Rooster. I make a little special appearance talking Daddy's about positioning. It. Yeah, Daddy's I'm in on it. it. I, yeah, I talk a little bit about positioning, just how important it is just out of the gate to have this as a foundational principle for how you roll out your brand. So it is, I'm so excited about it because I don't know, you were talking about it and I've seen your videos and I've seen how you evolve with your videos. But when you have passed along these little nuggets of genius (laughs) to my client, then I look at their, I'm like, holy crap, like this is gorgeous. (laughs) Like I'm stunned, stunned at how magical your skills are. And excuse me, what I just got to finish is what I love about it is that you speak from a place to know, and you're talking to the novice person who is just looking to do video. They're scared about it. How can I ramp up with my phone? And then you take it to the next level. It's like, how can I graduate to a place where I don't have a a video crew or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're really 
empowering them to leverage video. So I think it's so brilliant the way that you've evolved this whole thing with video and you're very confident in this space as well, which I think is so cool. Thank you, Patty. That's so sweet. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah, just it's so to, fun. Yeah, it is really fun. I just wanted to, to, I have to share this and that is when I met Patty, we probably should say how we met. We met at a, at a conference. It was wonderful. We struck up conversation for like four or five hours on the first day. It was so lovely and so easy and so freely flowing, but I've never met in my life somebody who is such a strategist and somebody who could like hear anything from anyone from any business world and be like, bam, 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 do these things. Like, like this is where it's such a privilege to have you as my friend. And I know this is like all like a, you know, oh, you're the best. Like, what do you ever call these rah-rah sessions? I don't know what this is, but if anyone's listening, who is thinking, just even thinking about, they need to take their business to a next level, which everybody should be, where you want to like really improve on some things and get really focused and get strategy and get positioning, obviously. Patty's your girl. She has like insurmountable ways has changed my practice and my way of thinking about brand identity, crave continuum, all of it. I, you, I, you're, you're, you're listening to somebody speaking who once had a stomach answering a telephone as my logo. You're talking to somebody who just, I, I, I didn't know what the C-suites were. Like when all these terms were being thrown, I'm like, Patty, what is all that? You're like, oh, that's the C-suite. <laughs> I mean, like I didn't go to business school. Like Patty was like corporate stuff. I mean, tons and tons and tons. Like, what is it? $1 billion in ad spend that you helped with a company. So I just wanted to give props to anybody listening. That's, that's what really developed my friendship with Patty is how savvy she is from a marketing perspective and how quick and how we, and I just love you for it. So thank you so much. Just want to say uh, for having me on your show, being number one on this show, but also for all of your brain power and all the magical things that you know and are so quick and great at. Thank you, Dr. Christine Kazmar, the amazing. <laughs> I, that's like, that's so cool. Oh, I Thank really you mean so it. much. Like, I'm we're so done. receiving that we're in the past and I'm like, yeah, we're, we're constantly talking about how do we make it better? How do we grow a brand? How do we put ourselves out there? And um, you're just such a great example of that where you give literally zero fucks to give <laughs> around what people think, you know what I mean? And doing it in such an authentic way is why people love you. And yeah, people do fangirl over you because I've seen it <laughs> myself, which I think is hysterical. I'm like, oh it my God, funny. it's a digestive doc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna, I was just gonna go into the transition to close, but tell me what you're gonna say. I want to hear I it. Was, I was gonna say that's the final piece of that is, you know, Work with work with people who are in in a similar place in your business, obviously in higher places too. But like, talk about your business with with people who are business owners, and you'll be amazed at the kind of ideas you get. Speaking of these little mm -hmm. hardbound binders, I have a hardbound binder with just Patty, uh, all of our nuggets that we share. So yeah. I think that I think sometimes people get shy to talk about their business uh, with other people that are in business. That's just silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like share stuff. Like even like some of the smallest things can turn into great shifts in, in your day. You know, like sometimes we think we need to talk about strategy, but really sometimes the conversations that make that change is talking about something emotional that was going on with your head. So it, it's all encompassing. And, and so Absolutely. I just wanted to also say, I credit that to uh, where I'm at my business right now is, is having confidants uh, like, like I have in you. And uh, it's really important that people start talking about it. Again, there's that communication uh, uh, thing, that communication work. You, you need to talk about your business. Yeah, you know, you need to talk sure. about it. Absolutely. All right, buddy, as we're wrapping up, what do you know for sure, just to steal that line from Oprah, which I love, love, love. I'm so mad she came up with it. 
Oh, that's the end of your sentence? That's the end of my sentence. Okay. Like, what do you know for sure? What I know for sure is that if you're not carving out time to be alone, to, to have idea creation time, to have moments where you're really thinking about what creative sparks are interesting to you, then you're missing out on, on that valuable time. I mean, self-care is so important. Self-awareness is so important. But having that time carved out where you are writing down ideas, no matter how crazy they may seem, you have to make that time. I mean, as much as I think being single is sometimes a disadvantage, I also see it as an advantage because I have, it's all me. You know what I mean? I don't have like myself torn in all these different directions. But I've really come into my own where I'm really appreciating that time alone too to strategize and to implement and to write things down and to really have that idea of creation. It's, it's understated. And, uh, and I love that part. And I have a whole nother hardbone binder. Just kidding. <laughs> but I do. So <laughs> I got that binder too. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. what I know for sure. I totally agree. It's just having that time to think mm. and to let things come to you to go for, I do it via my walks. How many times have we boxered back and forth where mm. I'm on my walks and I love that time and it's contemplative for me. And I'm just like, and you, just a little bit of earthing, getting out there and just new ideas come. And I'm like, Ooh, here's the thing where I'm doing a lot better with writing it down because I won't write it down. And then I'm like, I'll remember. And of course I don't, you know what I mean? So your idea, my point is your idea of having that binder or somewhere, somewhere to write these things down, these ideas. I think it's, mm-hmm. who's that guy who has that podcast? Um, he's kind of got that crazy hair, J- James something, James, gosh, it's escaping me. But basically he had oh the James it, Clear? It's no it's called the Altucher show oh James yeah, yeah, Altucher. James Altucher, yeah yeah so he talks about that it's like having just a download of 20 ideas a day and keeping a notebook with 20 ideas a day and then out of that you know you're gonna get a lot of garbage mm-hmm. but in there they're the seed of an idea Sarah Blakely in the in the master class says the same thing you know she's like just jotting down these ideas. And she's like, you don't understand how there's gold in them hills type of thing. That's right. When you do that exercise that you're talking about. So hugely, hugely beneficial. So yeah. thank you for that. Cause I totally agree. Of course. Yeah. Of okay. Course. So how do people get in touch with you, uh, find you online and all that good stuff? How do people connect with the digestion doc? I think the easiest way is to go to the digestion forward slash connect. That's a all in one place housing of all kinds of links and things like that. Freebies, goodies, thedigestiondoctor.com forward slash connect would be a good place. Or my podcast, Smart Digestion Radio. Which you can find on all podcast platforms, right? That's true. Exactly. And then I just want one other thing that I feel like urged to say this. We were talking about this at the top of the show and I was talking about one of my patients and uh, a revelation that I I had. Not a revelation. I mean, just something that I employed today that I know I should do, but I did it seamlessly. And that is when you're dealing with your customers, just make sure that you're kind of like fast forwarding and knowing what is it they really want, right? So whatever your business is, as you're positioning yourself and, and all that you're doing, what is it your people really want? And sometimes when you're working with people, maybe things aren't going the best. Instead of being defensive, just ask them, what is it you want? Like, how can we make this work the best for you? That takes away so much pressure and lifts off so much weight off of your shoulders if, if you just never lose sight of that. And I think that I'm maturing in a way where I wasn't this way even a year ago or two years ago, where I'm not so attached to outcomes where people are angry or upset or, or feeling unheard. So I just, I don't know why I just felt pushed to say that, even though you were wrapping things up. I'm sorry. If you want to edit this out, that's okay. I'm going to totally edit this shit out. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I love it because here's the thing. Here's the thing. What that showed me when you told me that story is you stayed in your personal power. That's it. Mm -hmm. 
Like you're staying yes. in your personal power. You are not giving away your power and being reactive where in the past, and I'm not saying that you're guilty of this by any means, yeah. but you're dealing with a really crappy customer, client, whatever you want to call them. And then we get so triggered yeah. by something they may or may not have said. And just understand we're all working through our own shit. And it's like, right. if you would have given in reactively, you would have given away your power. And what you right. found is staying true to your power. And that's really freeing, isn't it? It really is freeing. And it's one to one of the questions you asked me earlier in our interview is some of the things that, that I can credit to my success. And it's, it's remaining charge neutral. Someone told me this a while ago, and I love that term, being charge neutral. Don't be you know, overreactive or underreactive, be charge neutral. And I think that's even in the um, Don Miguel Ruiz's stuff, right? Like when, when someone says something either good or negative, you should be the same, right? You well, yeah, he taught, yeah, Toltec Wisdom says don't take mm -hmm. anything personally, yeah. yeah. Even if it's good or bad, you just, you're still neutral. Mm -hmm. You know, don't get so in love with the, with the compliments also is something that we need to be careful of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, kind of the whole idolatry thing is just to say, well, and you, you're so like that in the way of like being conceited and stuff. Not a big deal. No, I'm kidding. No, about <laughs> how you really, <laughs> you really aim to serve first, which is absolutely the way you operate, which is why you have so much success in what you do, which is awesome. It's just Thanks, exactly God. that, you know? <laughs> yeah, girl. All right, but well, thank you so much for being on the Position to Profit podcast. I'm so happy to have you on the show. And I thought immediately, I'm like, I got to have my buddy. She's got to be episode number one official with this because I'm rolling this out with a new direction. And I couldn't even begin to emphasize how you are the epitome of somebody that has gone from a generalist to specialist, really owning the authority. And it's really, really inspiring. And I hope others get inspired too, to take action on everything that you talked about, because it's absolute gold. Thank you, Patty. It is so sweet of you to have me on here. You're very kind with all those sweet words. And I, I love you like crazy. You're such an intellectual in this space and people need to listen and uh, hire you on the spot. Not, not even joking. I, I cannot wait to see what your decade's going to bring. Thank you, buddy. Likewise. All right, guys. See you next time. Thank you so much for checking out the Positioning to Profit podcast. If you haven't already done so, please make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. And also, it would mean the world to me if you would take a quick moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast player. It really helps to get the word out about the podcast and, of course, the featured guests. And lastly, please make sure to connect with me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, I'm on all of them and use hashtag positioning to profit so that I can <laughs> search you out and connect that way too. All right. Thanks so much. See you next time.